When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I would have quit at 14 without a problem, and I'd be very comfortable with it. Wish Carlin, I would have. Absolutely. Wish I would have. Absolutely. But now you're here, yeah. sitting next to me. Look at what all the hard work got me. Signed up. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We welcome in the cornerback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is Patrick Peterson. He, of course, uh, has tremendous podcast. He's a guy that has been around the league for a long time and can give you a real true feel for what this game, Super Bowl 58, is going to present. Patrick, it's Chris Carlin along with Joe Fortenbaugh. He's got the podcast, All Things Covered. And uh, with uh, Brian McFadden, the other former Steeler corner, um, you played against the 49ers back in week one. And I know that's a while ago, but when you look back Mm -hmm. and you think about that team, was that a team that you thought would be playing on Super Bowl Sunday? And if not, what do you think the biggest difference is? Oh, it was no doubt in my mind, especially looking at that team on paper, that they had the opportunity to, to be back you know, where they wanted, where they once was the year before in the NFC championship. Um, so I'm not surprised to see those guys back where they once were last year. Now having a, a real solidified quarterback at, uh, up under the gun, no quarterback questions there. So uh, it's no surprise to see those guys back, um, back in, um, back in the Super Bowl. But going back to week one, preparing for those guys, it was a headache because you have, a thousand yard receiver, a thousand yard tight end, a thousand yard running back, and all of those guys, and the Debo Samuels to add on, on on top of that, and all of those guys are number one in the league with yards after contact. So it's hard to game plan for a team that have so many explosive players that can hurt you in so many different ways. Okay, excellent analysis. Because I want to ask specifically about Purdy. You've obviously seen him on tape. You've seen him on the field. He has all those weapons around him. If you're Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, how are you deploying your guys in this matchup? Are you trying to dare Purdy to throw, or are you trying to force them into running the ball? See, the thing about them is that they can do – they're good at both because if their running game is going, then, then, that, that, then that makes – the, the, the play-action game more more feasible for them. You know, so if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm definitely wanting to stop the run first and foremost because we know the big plays come off the play-action with those bang gates, those glances that they like to run with Kittle and uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk between the hashes. So my game plan will definitely be going in there and stopping the run. But the thing that Brock does very well is if you don't stop the run, he puts the ball, he knows where the ball needs to go in order for that offense to be successful. So to start off trying to beat those guys up is definitely going to start off by stopping the run. How much of that also plays into it for San Francisco in wanting to run the ball just to keep Mahomes off the field? Um, you definitely want to play keep away uh, from Mahomes because you 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 want to kind of 
limited limit uh, as many possession as you can um, with him not on the football field. You know, so I know it's going to be a point of emphasis for the Kansas, uh, for the Forty Niners to 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 run the ball and pose their will very early. But we also seen, you know, when they're not able to run the football, Cal is able to put the trust in uh, Coach Kyle Shanahan is able to put the trust in Brock Purdy to go out there and make those big-time throws. We've seen it in the Green Bay game. We've seen it when he had to come from behind in the NFC Championship game. So there's like a uh, there's like a, 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 a catch-50 but, but with those guys because if you stop the run, Cal still have the ability and the trust in, the, in, in Brock to go out there and sling the rock uh, uh, all across the yard. Patrick Peterson with tremendous analysis joining us here at Carlin versus Joe ESPN Radio. We talked to Derek Brooks earlier. He mentioned the importance, and it might seem a little obvious, but of trying to force a turnover from Patrick Mahomes. He's been so good protecting the football, but as we know, the team that wins the turnover battle goes on to win 70-plus percent of the games. How do you try to turn over yep. this offense? Man, you know, the 49ers have probably the key, one of the main ingredients to making that happen, that's their front seven, and that's their front, their, their front seven with uh, with Fred and all of those guys that they have up front uh, rushing the passer. That's where it starts, disrupting the quarterback. And I believe the 49ers do have the guys that's able to do that. But we also see Patrick Mahomes do some Houdini type stuff and find receivers from God knows where, and the balls always seem to end up in his receivers' hands. So. Uh, I mean, we didn't have opportunity to play against the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs this year. It's been a while since I had opportunity to go up against Patrick Mahomes, but watching him play in and play out on each and every Sunday, it looked like he's a very tough guy to game plan for because he does so many things off strip. And that's where defensive backs and defensive defensive players get kind of frustrated because we're so used to guys getting rid of the ball in four, three to four seconds. When you play him, there's no shot clock. Patrick Peterson, Steelers corner, doing an amazing job here breaking this down for us. If you are going up against Mahomes and the Chiefs as the the corner that you have been in your career, who is the guy on that offense in terms of their receivers, and I'm including Kelsey in this, that you say that week leading up to it as a competitor, give me that guy because that's going to be the toughest, toughest guy to cover on that team. Well, we all know that the offense run through, uh, runs through Travis, um, especially the passing game, at least. Yeah. You know, so we, we know when we're going into that game, we know Pat, uh, Travis is going to get, you know, 12 to 15 targets. You know, so that's half of the targets right there. Then, you know, the running back, Pacheco is probably going to get, you know, three to four. Then everything, next thing you know, the ball is going to pretty much get spread it around the field to who, 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 who's pretty much open in Patrick's read. So for the most part, you know, our game plan is whenever we had opportunity to prepare for the Kansas City Chiefs, it was definitely take Travis Kelsey away. And that's his first read for the most part each and every time he drops back. Um, you know, so that, that would be my game plan going into it. But we've seen it time and time again when Travis is not – able to, you know, have those big games, especially late in the year when, you know, where there, where there was a lot of questions about the Kansas City Chiefs, where they would, uh, if they was going to have enough ammunition to, uh, to be able to make this push and guys answer the call, you know, so you never know who's going to be that guy uh, to be the big player uh, for them on Sunday. But the main guy is definitely has to be Travis, who you're thinking about taking out of this game plan.
you know, speaking of answering the call, you got you guys in Pittsburgh, man, you got no quit. Like no matter what it is, every single year, you find a way to grind out the victories, you find a way to pull it out in crunch time, and then you make your way into the playoffs. Tomlin's been churning out nothing but winning records or five hundred records since he got there. Were you surprised about how many questions came up late in the season and after the season about the future of head coach Mike Tomlin? Um, I was. You know, just dealing with the circumstances that coach had to deal with, you know, this is my first year being with him, but over the last, you know, that I can remember, at least the last three seasons, you know, not really having a stable quarterback, you know, Kenny going through some uh, injuries um, last year, you know, coming on late the year before that, um, not having a real quarterback the year before that, uh, the year before that, because Ben was, you know, injured and ended up retiring. You know, so if you go back and look at what Coach is able to do, it's been very impressive because they're not even to add on the injuries on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> you know, so, you know, the the, the odds have definitely been, been stacked against uh, Coach T um, that long as I can remember, but he's always found a way to come out on top. And I think I know what the reason is because I had the opportunity to be with him an entire season is that Coach is the same each and every day. There's no stone that goes unturned. And Coach loved the game so much that he made sure that every guy understands the challenge that is presented each day, each and every day. Because it's going to be a challenge that we ha- we're going to have to face as a team each and every day. How are we going to face that adversity? Are we going to look it in the face and smile at it? Or are we going to frown at it and tuck our tail? You know, so the, the messages that Coach were able to preach and, uh, and give to us each and every week, it just helped guys stay into it. And I think that's one of the gifts that coach have because we've seen it time and time again. When the season start to go the wrong way, guys don't start to tune out their coaches. Guys don't want to, you know, take the coaching or want to hear whatever coach has to say. But coach always have the right thing to say to to us as a team to get us geared up for whatever opponent and whatever situ- whatever the situation may be. Patrick Peterson, Steelers corner, host of the All Things Covered podcast with Brian McFadden. All right, we're going off the board here a little bit because our producer oh. is a guy named Eric Hanman. <laughs> a couple of years ago, you put up on Twitter that you had a PS5 for sale. Does this ring a bell? <laughs> <laughs> that was not me, man. Somebody stole. Somebody hacked into my Twitter. Somebody man. hacked you. A game. Okay, so here's yeah, what I, happened. That I uh, that, that kind was of actually at the Pro Bowl when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of that kind of uh, that maybe that will take away some of the bitterness from our producer about this because here's what happened: you put it out, or the guy who hacked you put it out there. He was and he uh, handman our producer DM'd you and he wrote, "Hey, you're my favorite LSU corner of all time." Naturally, how much for the PS5? And he responded back, five hundred and forty bucks. And he's like, "All right, I'm in." And then the guy never got back to him. <laughs> He feels all these years he's been ghosted by you, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was not me, man. Someone hacked me, man. Everybody was like, How are you selling a PS five and you like in the middle of a game right now? I'm like, bro, I have no idea what you got going on. Well, maybe the bigger question is right maybe the bigger question is, Handman, he's in the middle of the Pro Bowl. How do you think he's tweeting right. about selling a PS five? Right. Maybe that's on you. I, it's funny because I'll never forget my phone was freaking blowing up. Like, bro, how are you selling the PlayStation? 
And I was like, first of all, I don't even own a PlayStation, so how am I even selling a PlayStation? <laughs> well, little known fact, Handman actually has an all-pro vote, so if you're wondering, that's why you've been off the ballot for him the last couple of years. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. That's awesome. Patrick, we appreciate it, man. The All Things Covered podcast, Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. Amazing job breaking that down for us and solving the handman controversy for us. Thanks again. No problem, guys. Take care. That was incredible. Handman, do you feel better now about never getting a response? Uh, yeah, definitely a lot a lot better. It makes a lot more sense of NFL players selling a PlayStation 5. That said, while on the sideline at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> that said, well, no, you, my DM was you've been 30 in the morning. I, I have receipts. You've been mad for two years. Perhaps maybe going back and thinking about it, a bit foolish on your behalf. He was and in the middle of a football game. He no, regrets no, see, nothing. My my DMs say 8:38 in the morning. So there was no way he was playing a football game at, at that time. So to be clear, well, we should have oh, brought so him you, in on this. You caught the tweet later, is what you're saying. Yeah, like it then, was tweeted, and then you saw it hours later, and thought, "I have to act now. I need to be as quick as possible to obtain Patrick Peterson's for sale PS5." The 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 hacker responded right away, five hundred forty bucks, and I was like, "Oh shoot, All that's right. not a red flag." Patrick Peterson <laughs> just waiting in the DMs for people like you to reach out with inquiries. He's got nothing better to do. Uh, wow, Patrick's quite he, accessible. He's my favorite corner of all time. So, well, it kind of sounds like you, for a minute there that you were calling you-know-what on him not selling it because you're saying, listen, it says 8.40 in the morning. That's not when they play the Pro Bowl, bud. You know? In other words, maybe you're trying to bail story, out on the responsibility Fred, of this whole thing. story. Yeah. I mean, what's the easy easy way out for anybody that sends out questionable I tweets? I was hacked. Exactly. Counterpoint, perhaps Peterson has known this confrontation with you has been coming for two years, and he's just really well buttoned up. It could be. He's also got all his be. ducks in a row. Yeah. He knew that one kid who he ghosted on that PS5 was eventually going to find him. <laughs> He's playing chess. The rest of us are playing checkers. That's amazing. Carlin versus Joe. Just the idea that you DM'd Patrick Peterson to buy a PlayStation 5. <laughs> Shooting your shot. I love it, Handman. Wait until you hear what one NFL insider said the Bears could get for Justin Fields. It's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Saquon Barkley. Barkley high steps it. 92 yard touchdown run. His future is up in the air. Free agency, franchise tag again, or a new deal with the Giants. We'll look to get the very latest when Saquon Barkley joins Carlin versus Joe tomorrow at 1 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not 
cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. versus Joe on ESPN Radio. In and out is honorable mention at best. Okay. Let's leave it at that. And then just because of the name, and I haven't had it, but they have a one and a half pound burger. It is a chain out west called Fat Burger. I would be all in on that. Hold on. Just to be clear, the integrity of this list has a burger listed in the top five that you've actually never even had. Yeah. I, I was listening to this. You cannot do that. What is he doing? He has I a burger near, on the list he's never had? Thank what you. Had? I damn near put the truck into a tree. I pulled off to the side of the road. And actually sent them a group text going, I could not be more disappointed. You might as well put a damn veggie burger on your list. There's some fire veggie Carlin. burgers out there. He started the top three. Typical Carlin. He had to go honorable mention, so it got to like 18. You never even walked into the joint, and you're putting it in your honorable mention of your top three? Come on, dude. It feels like somebody who should be an authority on the subject. He's in my <laughs> top three. Well, was. Past tense now. He would have been one of my top three connoisseurs of what is or is not a tasty burger. I have been so, so disappointed in how I have been portrayed over the last 24 hours with this. I have been hammered on social media for it because you have made this out as if it was, in fact, in my top three. It was not. It was simply about a vibe that I got from investigating about a place called Fat Burger that's a chain. You know what they have? No pretense about themselves. You know what I have? No pretense about myself whatsoever. I know what I am. And I know very confidently that I could walk into a place called Fat Burger, order that one and a half pound burger, and we're going to be good. And my honorable mention might be an undersell at that point. Well, that's great. It's on you. It's what we call classic victims mentality. Go on behind a microphone of a national radio show, shotgun, irresponsible commentary all over the airwaves, and then when the blowback starts, blame everybody else for what's happening. Had you not ranked a burger that you've never tried in your top rankings, you wouldn't be dealing with this. But you're dealing with this because of your own actions. CDC, choices, decisions, consequences. You are now in the second C category. You're in the consequences category. Okay, I'll deal with that. I'll deal with that, even though it's very clear to me what happened here, and it had nothing to do with me. What but happened? I, I, what exactly happened here? You have misrepresented the entire scenario. <laughs> you have completely misrepresented it, and you have put your narrative out there, and other people are buying into it. You, you are just one of those people that understands the way things have played out over the last several years, that the truth 
does not matter, and Ev- it has never mattered less. Evan and Handman, how do you see it? You were on the show yesterday when he did his rankings, his top three burgers. He had two honorable mentions before he got into the top three, and within the honorable mention, he was ranking a burger that he has never tried. These are the facts. These are not opinions at this point. Facts, and he's agreed to that. I, I think I should take the blame for this. I should have proposed this rankings as a Carlin versus consensus because had I – the consensus would have thought you had to have a burger to put it in the rankings. Carlin doesn't think so. Thus, Carlin versus the consensus. If we had just mapped this out into, under a different feature on the show, I think you would have been safe. I think this is my fault. This you is, this you is, are speaking to less than 1% of the world right now. You're speaking to all the radio producers out there. No one can relate to anything you just said. You know what? No the, one even understands what you're talking that's about. That's all I'm saying. My fault. Everyone relates to that. You have a guy you work with who messes up and you take the blame. My bad. This is as if you have all walked into a foreign country that I rule and you don't speak the language and you don't understand what it's about. This and is Abu Carlin. Let, is that let, where that's where we are right now. I don't know if I'd put it like that, that's but also okay. a city, not a country, but here's what I take out of this. Number one, I got to, I got to check myself. Is Abu Dhabi a country or a city? That's a city. Abu Dhabi is no, no, no. a city. Abu Dhabi is a city. Is I want to make sure I get that right. Yes, It's a city. Dubai is a city, is it not? Dubai in Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi is the capital of the United Arab Emirates. Okay, so city. So I nailed it. There you go. Right on top of it as usual. (laughs) Whenever you want to hand me uh, an ambassadorship to the Middle East, (laughs) Biden, Trump, whoever's getting it, I'm ready. There's a UFC event once a year there as well. So I'd love to go. I'd love to go. You need more juice. I don't have the McAfee juice. I need the juice. Well, all of that aside... You know how I feel about your former partner. I love Amber to death. We've been friends for 15 years. Stay out of it. You're going to bring in a veggie burger and fire in the same sentence? No. She's Stop. she's quite healthy. Yeah. She should not be anywhere near the top. No, that's it's just I would not speak on on being healthy. I would not tell you what the virtues of athletic greens are. I wouldn't do that. Imagine this guy pitching Athletic Greens, and then imagine watching the stock price immediately bottom out. <laughs> that would be, we almost need to get you the Athletic Greens endorsement. The, Take it from me, a guy who's never tried exercise or eating healthy, Athletic Greens is the way to go. Exactly. My system is running like a top. <laughs> <laughs> and with the, the one I'm really concerned about here is Ian and what he thinks of me. I already know that Amber is disgusted by me and angered by me quite a bit for my Miami Heat takes. But Ian is the guy that I have to get back here. Like when you look at your constituents and you realize that you've been portrayed in a certain way, there is a certain sect of of that group that you're worried about. I can't lose Ian Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons is the everyman. He's the everyman. He's the vote you're looking for. When yeah. you get up on the podium and you roll the sleeves up and you don't wear the tie, you loosen the tie so that you can relate to the people, you're trying to relate to Ian Fitzsimmons. You no longer relate to Ian Fitzsimmons. You are of a, a distrustworthy nature, ranking things you've never even tried before. To get him back, the can middle I of America, rank it? I you did have not to sell rank it. the middle of America. I did not rank it. I put it in honorable mention. Rankings were top three. Honorable mention. Plenty of honorable mentions out there. Plenty of them. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio. Just showing exactly how I once again have been misportrayed. In just moments, what is Justin Fields worth in a trade? 
Our top insider has a surprising answer for you. That is after I tell you about this from Indeed. They've been smart enough to hitch, hitch their wagon to <laughs> the old horse that is Carlin because he they all know that he is going to drive them home. And it's the perfect time to gear up and connect to quality candidates. My friends, there's no better way to do that than through Indeed, the hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right from your employer dashboard. Next to hassle, start hiring Indeed.com slash credit. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Up the middle on the delay. Fields twisting left to the five, to the pylon. Touchdown, Bears. Ryan Poles from the Chicago Bears has to trade Justin Fields this month. Why? Because the combine starts on February 29th, and he has to find a way to maximize the return that he gets for Justin Fields. If he waits beyond February, the chairs start getting filled up when it comes to teams that have vacancies or that we're anticipating having vacancies at the most important position in all of team sports. The quarterback... This one caught me a little bit off guard, but in a good way. And it was Shefty yesterday. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. Adam Schefter, on with our guys Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 in Chicago yesterday was having a conversation with the fellas about what the Bears could get in return for Justin Fields. Do you believe they would get a second-round pick for Justin Fields? Definitely. Definitely? I, definitely. I think, I think they might get a one. Really? I do, yeah. Who may be willing to give up that one if you had to spin the wheel and make it stop somewhere? Well, just look at all the teams that need quarterbacks, put them all on a piece of paper. <laughs> and I mean, you, 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 you give me a team that needs quarterbacks. So, with Adam having said that, when he says a one, I find it difficult logistically when you look at the teams that need quarterbacks that they would give up a one this year for Fields. And when I say that, 
I, first of all, the bottom 10 to 12 teams are not going to be trading for a quarterback. The only likely, the only team that you could really talk about being uh, potentially in the market for trading for a quarterback would be Tampa Bay, and they're not doing that at the bottom of the draft, okay? So we're starting at 20 with Pittsburgh. We don't need to go through every one, but just to give you an idea, between 20 and 8, all right, Pittsburgh, you know, the Rams going to trade for a quarterback now with Stafford? Probably not. Uh, no, they're finally getting picks back. Yeah. Like, they don't immediately need to start getting rid of the picks. No more of that expletive them picks. Right. Seattle, probably not trading the 16th pick for a quarterback right now. Probably not. I don't think so. Uh, New Orleans, Las Vegas. It's not going to be Vegas because they just hired Luke Getze. And as Courtney <laughs> Cronin pointed out, the Raiders hiring Luke Getze means... He, Justin Fields is not going to Vegas. Okay, Denver, Minnesota, um, the Jets aren't going to do it, certainly. Uh, and then Atlanta. Like, Atlanta's not trading the eighth overall pick for Justin Fields. So if it's a one out of any of those teams, it feels like it would have to be next year's one. Perhaps. The, what I take away from Schefter's comment is, you know, they're asking him if they can get a two. And he says, definitely. And then he goes, I think they can get a one. I interpret that as there is enough demand right now that someone's going to have to give up one to get them. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. I don't see it as, well, there's only really one team out there and we're not sure who it's going to be. And, you know, they're kind of needling back and forth. It feels to me, and this is just my interpretation of this, wild speculation, perhaps irresponsible speculation. But it's just Schefter saying, I, I think I've heard of enough teams that are interested. It's going to be a one in order to get them. So in terms of us working down who it is, it's a quarterback. If you think the guy can play, why are you not giving up the one? Don't overthink this. Like the idea of Washington going up to one, it's like, well, how much would you really give up? If you think Caleb Williams is a generational talent, give it all up. Give it all up. Look at Kansas City. Look at Cincinnati. I know we disagree on Josh Allen, but look at Buffalo. All these teams relevant. All these teams competitive because they figured out the quarterback position. It's the most important position in sports. If you figure it out, the rest is just details. You have to be an idiot to have a quarterback and not contend. That means you screwed up everything else. Everything else. Wink, wink, Dallas Cowboys. Everything else. So the reality of the situation is if you're sitting there and you look at fields and you say to yourself, this kid can play. We think he can play. We think it's a good buy low because the Bears have no idea what the hell they're doing. They've never developed a quarterback. They put this kid in poor situations. They haven't done anything to give him a shot at really making something happen. We can do that. Go give up the one because you got your guy. And if your evaluation's off, well, you're getting fired anyway, so who cares? So if you are the Atlanta Falcons and you desperately need a quarterback and you're a believer in Justin Fields, are you going to go and give up the eighth pick for Justin Fields if, if you, you have to? If you are a believer in Justin Fields. So yes. that staff, Raheem Morris and that staff sitting there saying what I just said, we think the Bears have mismanaged him, we think he can play. Yes, I give up that one. What are you getting at eight? I mean, listen, the Falcons could certainly get another playmaker at eight. That's for sure. I don't think if you're sitting at eight, you're going to – Caleb Williams is gone by that point. I don't think we need to discuss that. It feels like Jaden Daniels and Drake May likely gone, although – Stranger things happen, right? Like Will Levis was projected top five and then fell out of the first round. So stranger things can happen. But if the guy's going to slide, you probably don't want him at eight. So ultimately, who are you going to get? You're going to get another tight end? You're good. You're going to get another wide receiver? You're good. You're going to get another running back? You're good. Defensively, you're pretty good. 
Atlanta's got Atlanta was a top five, I believe, red zone defense this year. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's got talent. They had a bad coach and an awful quarterback situation. If they like Fields, give up the one. Because if you are evaluating him as the guy, then bring him in. And if he's not the guy, you probably shouldn't have the job anyway because you're not capable of evaluating quarterbacks. Well, this is Raheem Morris, who was on with Freddie and Harry yesterday on this very topic. We have to explore all avenues. And that means via trade. That means free agency. That means the draft. But you know what it looks like, Harry, right? You played with the guy who really set the standard for the organization on what quarterback play looks like. I was fortunate enough to be around a guy who's setting the standard at two different organizations on what it looks like to be a quarterback with Matthew Stafford. And you're talking about base. You're talking about balance. You're talking about decision-making. You're talking about being decisive on his decision and clicking through progressions. And if we go find that guy and whatever avenue it is and add it with this young roster and this young team and this hungry team and this hungry, really this hungry community and this hungry state, right, it's it's this hungry city, it's going to be special. That kind of leads me to believe that they would be very much in the mix there. There's a lot of opportunity. I'm yeah. telling you, that is a team that is a team on the rise. That is a team that very quickly you could go, whoa, whoa, was Arthur Smith the problem? And this isn't me trying to bang on Arthur Smith. It's just they are set. They they are not one of these messy, sloppy teams that has issues everywhere, cultural problems, none of that. They just they didn't have a great quarterback situation at all, and the coach didn't do a great job managing his assets this year. Hey, they, they are a quick turnaround. And Raheem Morris stepping in after having had a head job and then spending 10-plus years working as an assistant, honing his craft, there's so much potential with Atlanta. I know people who have been around him and just can't say enough good things about him. And when you look back at Tampa Bay's history with head coaches, they ran through him quite a few after two years. Raheem Morris was one of those guys. Now, what I would say is it's exciting to think about Justin Fields playing on turf, indoors, nine games a year. I think it might look a lot different, too, than it did in Chicago. I love the guy. I think, boy, if he went to Atlanta, oh. It's intriguing. There are a lot of spots that are intriguing. He is one of the most intriguing storylines of the offseason because there's there's potential, but there's there's work to be done. He's not he is not a finished product. That he's got to get through his 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 progressions faster. He's got to become faster in the passing game, and he's got to stop taking so many big hits because there's no point in 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 giving up all this for a quarterback that can't stay on the field. He takes way too many big shots. He gets dinged up way too often. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Is there really no pressure on Brock Purdy this Sunday? It's next, ESPN Radio, and on TuneIn. He's a 13-time Pro Bowler, 7-time NFL passing leader, and Super Bowl 44 champion and MVP. Breeze throwing downfield, touchdown! Drew Breeze joins Carlin versus Joe to discuss Super Bowl 58 and much more tomorrow at 12:30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
loved the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It can be a compliment at, at times where it's like, all right, you got a guy that can come in and run the system well. I feel like that's a compliment. I guess I don't see why system quarterback is an insult. Like, you better be, right? Like, like if he does things within Kyle Shanahan's system that other quarterbacks that they've put in there haven't been able to do. We know that every quarterback is a system quarterback. Every quarterback in the NFL who achieves at the highest level needs a very competent, highly efficient system with good players around them in order for them to get to this point. Pressure, 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 pressure. We spent the first part of the show talking about all the pressure that is on Kyle Shanahan to win this game and finally get over the hump, considering what his Super Bowl history is. Somebody that has no Super Bowl history is Brock Purdy, and some would have you believe that he has no pressure on him whatsoever, and that's just adorable. Who's trying to pitch that idea? That would be Evan Cohen. A st- uh, <laughs> hold on, man. from Unsportsmanlike. A starting quarterback in the Super Bowl, no pressure. Is that what you're saying? You're looking at me well, with disgust, as if I floated no, that idea. No, 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 no. I, I look at the screen where I'm about to press the button to play Evan right. Cohen's sound, and that is where I direct my disgust. Brett Purdy has nothing to prove. I Meaning he's already overachieved for the entirety of his career. Like the guy, if the guy walks away today, he's one of the greatest overachievers in the history of the sport. That's what I mean in terms of something to prove. Of course, everyone in the Super Bowl has to win, but his teammates and coaches love him. He has to win the Super Bowl just like anybody else has to win the Super Bowl. But he's already overachieved to such an extent, like we've never seen in this sport. Okay, that's cute. That's really, really cute that you think that. And while he acknowledges that there is some pressure on anybody who is playing in the Super Bowl. Let's also realize this. What has been the public narrative about Brock Purdy so far this year? Game manager. uh, Somebody that they're still not sure if he is the guy in San Francisco. Looks like a notorious figure in history. Exactly. It's another narrative that popped up recently. And an unfortunate one. Uh, Yeah, just throwing that one out there. Yeah, unfortunate one It's it's one of those narratives. Yeah. And we move on. Uh, at, at that point... I wanted to see how quickly I could get you derailed. It worked. <laughs> it's not exactly like trying to take a train off the tracks. <laughs> it's I really mean, come just on. A, a slight breeze. <laughs> slight breeze. You'd push, be surprised. Pushing your nine iron away from the pin. <laughs> Big, yet not stout. <laughs> well, having said that, now... Evan wants you to believe that there's no pressure on Brock Purdy here. Of course, there's immense pressure on Brock Purdy because... What happens if Brock Purdy has the game that he had against the Ravens a few weeks back? We are exploding on Monday, talking about whether or not 
Brock Purdy is really the guy, or was he just a product of what was going on? Now, personally, I don't expect him to have that game, but when you have a chance, when you get a bite at the apple to win a championship, there is immense pressure on you because every trip to the Super Bowl is going to be just absolutely achieved in your career down the road. You can smell it coming from a mile away if he has a terrible game. Just right out of the gate, Monday morning, the Niners have a quarterback problem. Purdy is not the guy. Triple H say ESPN. <laughs> like you can see it. You can see it coming because that would naturally be it. And he failed. If he has the game that we watched, yeah, people still tried to make excuses for Jackson. Well, it's on the OC and it's on Zay Flowers. Like once again, like enough with the, he's got the big contract. He takes the heat. He did not play well at all. He lost his composure in all the key spots. That was not the performance of an elite guy. Not at all. But that happens. Guys have bad games. Purdy having a bad game, that's the direction people are going. Burning it to the ground. I do find it interesting, the idea that he's overachieved to this point when Evan's laying out the case. Because mm-hmm. there's the case for it. I don't necessarily think that. That's that's what's happening here. Just because a bunch of people fail in their evaluations doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. He went in the seventh round because 32 NFL teams didn't evaluate him properly. Ultimately, now, if you did a redraft, does he still go last overall? No, because you have a lot of additional evidence at your disposal that the guy can play. But what happened is people swung and missed severely multiple times. It's clear he can play the position. Belichick, you brought this up the one time on Brady. Hey, you guys hit on him in the sixth round. Uh, What is it that we did that we missed on him in the previous five rounds that it took us until the sixth round to get it right? So I don't think he's overachieved. I think he's just achieving. Brock Purdy got an opportunity, and he's achieving. He's not overachieving. He's achieving. If it's viewed as an overachievement because he was drafted in the seventh round, that's not on him. That's on all the evaluators who screwed up their evaluations. It's including the 49ers for not taking him earlier. Yep. And it's not like they drafted him and planned to start him. Yeah. The opportunity had to create itself, much like Bledsoe going down in New England. I go right to what we heard Jed York say yesterday in that soundbite. It was at his press conference this week. He talked about when Kyle Shanahan came to him in training camp last year, in training camp, and said, listen, I got to talk to you about something. Uh, Our third string quarterback, probably our best quarterback right now, and at some point probably going to have to play this year. I mean, that says everything, and that's a guy that was involved in wanting to make that trade to move up to either get Mac Jones or Trey Lance or whatever, they give up a fortune to get Trey Lance. And he's telling him, yeah, you know what? Eh, honestly, I might have screwed up there the first few rounds because uh, this guy, he's, he might be our guy. Not enough credit paid to the decision makers in San Francisco for moving on from the mistake and figuring out how to go with the seventh-round guy. Hubris, oh my ego, God. get in the way all the time. Teams will ride with those first-round picks. Everyone will be saying, what's wrong? with Why not the backup? Why not the backup? The backup's yep. better. He's shown more. The first-round picks the bus. And they're like, I, I can't. I can't admit I got this pick wrong. We cannot sit this guy and admit that we screwed this up. Like, the longest time with Russell Wilson. Like, there was no way last year, not the Sean Payton year, but there was no way Hackett was going to move on from Wilson. They couldn't. They traded too much for him. They had to ride with him. And you're just stuck because if you admit you screwed that up, you're in a bad way. It's kind of like New Orleans right now. They can't admit they screwed up Derek Carr. They just can't admit that they screwed that deal up. So they're going to keep trotting them out there. Think about all the teams across the league that over the years with those kind of quarterbacks that had to run them out there 
when guys were out on the field that couldn't even break the huddle properly. I mean, I think about think about Cleveland with Johnny Manziel. They ran him out there because they had to run him out there, and he was the guy when he was nowhere ready and wasn't studying a damn thing. The hubris that the 49ers show in that, that speaks to why they are able to have the success that they do as an organization and also take that and learn from it. What did we screw up there in the first seven, uh, six rounds that we need to improve upon in our evaluation? Now, the counterpoint here, if Purdy goes out and wins this game and plays extremely well in the process, imagine what happens there. Yeah. Because you take out Patrick Mahomes and you play well. You did what Lamar Jackson, the soon-to-be two-time MVP, who everyone keeps telling me, well, if you win two MVPs, you have to go to the Hall of Fame. Okay, never mind the postseason. That clearly doesn't matter. Yeah. Except every single time we talk about LeBron versus Jordan, doesn't seem to matter at all in the NFL. You did what he couldn't do. You did what Josh Allen couldn't do. You did what Tua couldn't do. It doesn't mean as much. But other quarterbacks out there, they had opportunities. Tua's a first-round pick. Yeah. He had every opportunity to go to Kansas City and make a play. Tua didn't make a single damn play in that game. He looked like a guy that has no business being in the NFL. That's how poorly he played in that game. Purdy goes out, wins this game against Spagnuolo's defense. Man, that story on Monday is going to be incredible. You just wonder if he's going to get the proper due, right? Is it the type of situation where if he plays well, we all talk about how great Shanahan is because of how he coached up Purdy, and if Purdy plays poorly, we blame Shanahan for that because that's his guy and that's his system? But, we'll find a way to make this more complex than it needs to be. But it's like what That's was, what we do in Sports Talk Radio. Absolutely. It's what pays the bills. But at the same time, it's what we were talking about earlier with Andy Reid and Mahomes. Those two things go hand in hand. A coach in a place to help a guy be successful as opposed to somebody being set up to fail and a player with a lot of talent that gets matched up with a coach who can maximize it. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. So, Evan... To your point, <laughs> Here we go. allow me to just directly address you. You're lost. You have no idea what you're talking about there. There's plenty of pressure on Brock Purdy. And just pay attention. How about that? It'll be nice to see you, though, tomorrow. I yeah. know you guys are all coming up. It'll be great to see you. We'll see him in person. And I'll tell it to his face. You are lost. You really need to look at how you evaluate players. I hope he wears the denim jacket. Break it down. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.